0: Fallenness, of brokenness. And we are, in a real way, born blind, born in a way that we see with our eyes, but we really don't see with our hearts. And the greatest battlefield that you will face is the battlefield of your heart. It's going to be that, it's the place where you're the most vulnerable. It's the place where all of your battles will mostly be fought in that moment. And so Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, when you find it, stand with me for the reading of the word. Next week is Ascension Sunday, and the week after that is Pentecost Sunday. And so we are we're talking about things in the spirit and how to live in this world today. Proverbs four twenty-three. It says, Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Let me give you a different translation. Watch over your heart or guard your heart with all diligence. For, for from it flow the springs of life. There is, there is the heart. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you give me the words to say As we finish this service this morning, Lord, it is a necessary subject, Lord, as we talk about the battlefield, Lord, as we deal in certain situations in our lives, and Lord, I pray that you would help us and help me, Lord, I pray that the words that come out of my mouth be your words, that our ears may hear, thus says the word of the Lord. We honor you again, as the word has been in my soul today, we honor you. We give you praise. And so Lord, I pray over this moment in a strong and mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen, Amen. You may be seated. The word of God says earlier in Proverbs, proverbs 20, excuse me, proverbs four verse 20, "My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. When you know the when you understand that the enemy wants to go enemy wants to go to war with you, why? Why does why are you in a battle? Why do you face these things? The issue is is that unfortunately we are collateral damage. We are the damage that the enemy has has gone after to inflict pain against our father. Our father who is in heaven, God the Father is created us to be in relationship with him. And Satan knows that he can't hurt him, so he hurts you to hurt him. And so we live as damaged people that were born into a sinful world, born into sin, born in a sense blind because of the fallenness of of the human race, that we have, we 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 we're born. The Bible tells us unable to completely perceive this 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 spiritual walk with God, and because we are born severed with that connection. Our our minds and our hearts are left out into this battlefield to be on their own. And so the only hope we have is a Messiah named Jesus that came to pull us out of darkness and pull us out of the kingdom and rescue us out of the the chains of this world and bring us back to himself. That's our only hope of understanding who we are. The, the, the Last week we spoke about the battlefield of your mind. The first thing he does is go after your thoughts. He goes after your mind. He makes war against you and puts certain things and, and ideas within your heart, excuse me, within your mind that you think on these things and you begin to ponder these things and begin to uh, believe all the the junk that the world tells you. And so we... And then, and then beyond that, we go into the battlefield of your heart. We go deeper into what the enemy does. And last week, basically, let me finish that thought. Last week, God tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. To put away the old way of thinking and to put away the old mindset and put away the old understanding and grab new understanding and new way of believing and new thoughts and the, the thoughts that come from God. So, so now Christ has attached us to his body. Christ has grafted us in. Jesus has brought us unto himself. And now we are being made new. We are transformed. Our minds, our, our, our hearts are beginning to be transformed. And as our heart is being transformed, there is a battle that takes place within your soul, within your spirit. Again, your heart is the most vulnerable place that you find yourself. Your heart is that place that the enemy goes after. The heart is that place that the enemy tends to manipulate and tends to control you by. If he can get to you, usually he's going to get to you through your heart. The Bible tells us in, uh, in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. The Bible tells us, and let me give you another translation. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Listen to what the Word of God warns you. Your heart is sick. You know, it's interesting, as I said last week, it's interesting who we trust to tell us what to do and how to live. It's interesting because when we are trusting our hearts, and that's what what we tell. Just go, go with your heart. You know, go with your heart. You can do it. We tell our graduates, go with your heart. Just follow your heart. Here's the problem. Your heart's sick. It's wicked, and it tells you all the wrong paths to take. It will tell you to do things, get in relationships with people that you ought not to be in. Amen. Your heart is wicked. It is deceitful. It is real good at convincing you to take a particular path. And then at the end of that path, you're thinking, what in the world was I thinking? Well, you weren't thinking your heart was taking you down that road. Your your heart is deceitful above all things. Does that mean you can't ever trust your heart? No, that doesn't mean that. We'll talk about that in a moment. But. When the, the enemy has, has allowed our culture to buy into this idea, when all else fails, trust your heart. Listen, that's the worst advice you can have. When all else fails, trust your heart. You know, you go with your gut, buddy. You know, you can do it. Go with it. Here's the problem. They betray you. They will, they will tell you to do something and then you, then you will look at it and your life will be, be, will be broken and you will say, what in the world? And the enemy will have access to your life. So, so what are we to do? Now listen to what Jesus says. Listen to what Jesus says. And the Bible tells us in, in the Gospel of Luke chapter six. Gospel, listen to what he tells us, this story. He says, and, and he spoke a parable to them, and he says, can the blind lead the blind? Will they both not fall into a ditch? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck out of that is in your eye, when you yourself don't see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, remove the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. Now, Jesus tells us something very important here. He says, don't give other people advice when you have junk in your own life. Stop telling everybody, well, just do that. Just do this. You'll be okay. How do you know you'll be okay? You've got this plank sticking out of your head. You know, if we could see the way God sees us. You know, you have somebody giving you advice and you're looking at them and you, and you could see the Lord's, I mean, I, I don't really believe he does this, but sometimes I think he just like smacks his hand on his forehead. Like, come on, don't listen to that. Why are you listening to them again? Don't follow false path. Blind people can't lead other blind people. You both fall into a ditch, he says, Jesus tells us. He says we, we have to deal with our own personal issues, our own personal struggles, our own personal things that are that lie within our heart, that lie within our path. Eventually, yes, you may be able to trust your heart. And yes, you may be able to strengthen your heart. But until you deal with your personal things, you can't follow your heart. There wasn't a large amen, but there was a silent one. I heard it. See this? Look at what the Bible says in verse 43, same passage. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Listen, don't take financial advice from somebody that's constantly bankrupt. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's not a wise decision. When you a good tree does not bear bad fruit, if they haven't figured it out, don't listen to them. You know, as when we're kids growing up, there there's some decisions that we listen to that we're not smart. Especially, you know, there but there are times that that, that, that horrifically, and I and I'm not trying to be funny here, but there are times that we will make decisions that we will pay the consequence for them. The other day, I, I, I read an article where there's these two unfortunate young men that decided they wanted to see if their car could jump over a drawbridge in Louisiana. If you've never been in Louisiana before, they've got it's half swamped down there in the south part. I used to live there, and there are drawbridges everywhere. And these guys apparently were a little bit too uh, impatient or drunk or both. We don't know at the time of that article, but he. They did, they went over, they picked up the guardian thing, the, the arm that guards you saying, listen, don't go down here. You know, sometimes in life, your parents put fences in your way for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And, but we can't keep you from jumping over them if you don't want to. I mean, if you're going to, you, there's nothing I can do about it. They lifted up the arm, and then they got a running start, and they... Launched their car over the drawbridge. They did not make it. The car went straight into the river. And they both drowned. A horrible, horrible story that happened this week. Because they trusted something that they should not have trusted. They listened to something that they should not have listened to. Your mind will tell you, this is not a good idea. Your heart says, you know what, let's go after it. And then you end up paying the consequence for it. You see, in life, we have to make certain that we we, we we follow what God tells us to do because out of our heart usually impacts the way we think. So if you wake up If you wake up in a particular day and you're, you're irritated, you're irritable, you're, you're struggling. The enemy is attacking your emotions. He's attacking your heart. He's going after you because when he, if he can get to that place in there, he can impact the way you're going to think the rest of your day. If you wake up in the morning, and I, I, and I told my Sunday school class this morning, I was being a little transparent with them, telling them, listen, this morning I woke up a little irritated because we, we've got to fix a couple of air conditioners over there, and I was just frustrated at it. And it kind of impacted me until I got to prayer time. And Vaughn, I got to prayer time, God helped me get prayed out of my spirit. But listen, when you, but when you understand that, that the enemy will try to use things to impact the way you think, he'll go after your heart. He'll go after your heart and then people close to your heart, people that you've tied to your heart. Number one, for parents, he goes after your children. He goes right after your children. He, 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 he knows that if he can touch them, it will hit your heart and then you'll, you'll do things, say things, be, it will impact you and literally break you in that moment. Your children are, 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 can be pawns to, to what the enemy's trying to do. And you've gotta you gotta put that guard over yourself and say, I will not allow the enemy to mess with my heart. That God is got God has a plan, God has a purpose. I know that God's going to do the work for me. He has a he, he has a design for this so the, the Bible goes on in, in, in Luke chapter 6. The Bible says in verse 44, For every tree is known by its own fruit, for men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. And the key last sentence there, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth Speaks. Let me tell you that principle is critical for you. What? Examine the words that come out of your mouth. It's your heart talking. Again, there was supposed to be an amen there. There is out of when you listen to what, what? How are you saying? My wife and I we have this conversation sometimes. We as we're talking back and forth. Sometimes it's not what you say; it's how you say it. When you how you say it means that's your heart talking. That that's the way your heart is speaking. Your 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 emotional attachment to whatever the situation may be. Your heart is coming out of you, and maybe your heart might be wounded. And so there are times that you've got to intentionally close your mouth, grit your teeth, and go to your prayer closet. And don't come out till the heart's healed. Because there are times that your heart will will tell you to go say, do something, and you know this is going to end badly. Sometimes you're so mad you don't care. But the reality is, is that God tells you out. So what? What? So examine the words that come out of your mouth this, in the day. Exa- what? What is? How are you saying things? Are you negative? Are you always against things? Are, are Are you speaking things in love? Are you? Is there joy in your mouth? Is there? Is there rejoicing? Is there gentleness? Is there meekness? Why? How do you know what's important to that? Because if the Spirit of God is living in your heart then he's going to influence the things in your heart and out of your heart, the spirit will speak. Some of you, we, we may speak with other tongues as Pentecostals, but some of us need to speak the fruit of God. We need to allow the Spirit of the Lord to to, to pepper our, our our hearts and our souls so much that we're that we are showing the world that there is a King of Kings and Lord of Lords that loves us that is living deep inside of me and you can't offend me or hurt me or wound me because He's in here. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is talking to you. It's telling you what's wrong. If you are sad, if you are depressed, if you are constantly dealing, your heart is telling you, I need help. Y'all hear me today. I need help. Your heart is diagnosing it for you. If you wake up bitter and angry, and if it seems like the whole world's against you, no, it's not. Your heart is telling you that there's something wrong. The world isn't against you in the sense that I know some I know there several years ago, I had a woman telling me that she knew what other people were thinking about her. I said, "No, you don't. I bet you that no one thought about what you're talking about all day long. Because it happened ten years ago and no one cares, but you're still thinking about it like it just happened. You see, the problem is, and not that she's a woman; it could have, men do it too all the time. The reality is, is that we 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 were wounded one time twenty five years ago when that teacher said that one thing to you, and you know, and you still go right back to it. Why? Your heart is telling you, deal with it, take it to Jesus. Stop trying to partition that wound off. You know why we do that? Because that, that we we start identifying with the wounds that the world has inflicted in our heart. And we start taking our identity from those wounds that I'm not good. I'm not worth it. I'm worthless. I have no future. I I, I mean nothing. Let me tell you, those are all lies. Those are all lies that the enemy's trying to get you to believe and he's hitting you and bombarding you in the heart. Your heart is sick and you need healed. Your, the heart is desperately sick. I believe Jesus has come to heal our hearts. He has come to come into a situation and allow our hearts to be whole so that bitterness goes away and joy enters in your life. That that freedom comes in where shackles used to be, where pain used to be. You're walking in freedom and hope. You see, let me tell you something very, very, very important. There is, you have exceptional power called faith. Faith. It is an enormous, glorious power that God has given to every human being that walks in this world. The Bible tells us in Romans, to every man has been, and woman has been given a measure of faith. And when this faith is activated, it can do amazing things. Why? It has the power to even change your identity. It really does. When you believe a lie, your whole being will change. When you believe a lie that you're not smart enough to make it through there or you're not strong enough or you're 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 there's something off with you. When you believe it, it your faith that God has given you, you're using it negatively. And you are using it the way God didn't want you or intended you to use it. And what happens is you are creating the atmosphere by which the environment that you're going, that you're believing comes into existence. And your, your belief in all these things is what is, is preventing you. Your belief in the lie. And why, why do you believe a lie? Because there's usually some kind of wound that takes place. There's usually some kind of wound that has happened in your soul. Let me tell you, what Jesus wants is for you to believe a truth about who you are. To believe a truth about God's grace and mercy. If you believe the truth that God can forgive you and God can heal you and God can deliver you, you will be set free and it will change who you are. And it's, and it's, not, it's not you that's changing you. It's God and your faith as you trust God to change you you trust the Lord. You say, Lord, the enemy has put all these lies that I believe about myself. He's told me that that I can't make it. He's told me that I'm never going to be better. He's told me that I'm never going to break through this trial. He's told me that I'm never going to get over it. But I believe what the word of God says to me about me. I believe that God has promised a way through. I believe that God's going to be for me and not against me. I believe that he's going to settle these things. I believe he's got all these things in control. I believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. I believe that he's come to give me abundant life. He's come to give me life more abundant. He's come to bless me, heal me, take me into his arms and deliver me out of this thing. What you believe will transform you. When you believe that God is big enough, that doesn't mean you're never going to endure something. That doesn't mean everything's going to be sunshine and roses. What it means is, no matter what you face, no matter what you encounter, no matter where you find yourself, your God is able to bring you through. Amen. Amen. You know, there's a... If you... There uh, Some of these shrimp boat captains around here, when, from what I gather, they usually have a lot of spare parts on their boat. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all that know what I'm talking about. And if not, they can, it's amazing what they can whittle out of wood. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. <laughs> but they have... They 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 know how to how to make the thing get back home. Now you put me out in the middle of the deep sea, and if the engine goes down, we better be praying for a strong wind, northerly, to get us back to shore, because we're not making it without Jesus. You know what I'm saying? When we were we were out there several years ago. Dewitt and Ray and a few others were out on the boat, deep sea, and they were messing with me that the engine was breaking down. It really was, but they knew what they were doing, I think. And we were out there, but I wasn't really that nervous. I was laughing with them because I was praying to God they were actually kidding. But I realized these men have grown up around this thing, and, and they know how to get back. Even if we gotta call the Coast Guard, we know how to get out of this thing. The reality is, is that doesn't when this when your heart is fine and you're good, your engine can break down in the middle of the ocean. You're like, I, yeah, I'm good, I got it. No, this is not ideal. No, this is not what I want. But you know what? I know how to get out of it. But when your heart is not good, You're jumping overboard. You're scared and you jump. The enemy wants to send fear like there's no way out. He wants to send fear like you can't trust God. He wants to send fear like you're not going to make it through. He wants to send fear that somehow you got to listen to what he's telling you or that other blind person over there that has no idea what tomorrow holds. Why do we, and I include myself, why do we listen to what other people say when the only one that's ever been in tomorrow is the one you can talk to right now today? You see, when you guard your heart, there are certain things that you've got to be careful of how you allow. But when you do, when your heart is guarded and your heart is well and your heart is whole, then, my friend, You can trust your heart. You can trust your heart to tell you you can go this way. You can trust your heart to tell you that you can make it through. You can trust your heart to tell you that you're going to be all right. Why? Because you've guarded your heart and you recognize that it's God that's going to bring you through. You've looked deep within the being of your heart and you found Jesus. John chapter 7 verse 37. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. When you believe in God, when you believe in Jesus, not just believe in God, but believe in Jesus, that he is God's son, That he loves you. That he came to die for you. That he recognizes that, sh- that your heart is sick. That he recognizes that it's deceitfully wicked. He recognizes that you have all these things. But he also makes you a promise. If you believe in me, I've come for the broken hearted. I've come to those that need their lives put back together. I've come to put everything back together that's supposed to be in your heart. And if you can trust me, I will make it so your life, that living water will flow out of your mouth and out of your life because what comes out of your mouth is what's inside of your heart Mm. praise the Lord when you trust Jesus and allow him to rule and reign in your heart, you you will allow the blessing of God to fill your mouth To fill your heart. Then, friend, you can trust your heart all day long. Because when you're trusting your heart, you're trusting Jesus. You're saying, Lord Jesus, this is going to take you. Then you can tell your young friends. You have Jesus in your life? Yeah, you can trust your heart. You have God in you? You Yeah, those dreams you have? Go after it. You have God in your soul? You have God over you? That person that comes into your life? Yes, trust the Lord. Let God... Fill your mouth. Let God fill your soul. Let God fill you. Then you can trust. Then you can go. Because the Bible tells us that that is the number one thing, one of the number one things that he, he's going after. We, we talk about it in, in, in children's church. We talk about it in, in Sunday school when we were kids. We asked them, do you want to take Jesus in your heart? Now, that's just not a simple statement. That's the reality. Do you want Christ to live in your heart. If you do, the dreams that come out of your heart are going to explode and expand because you have the dreamer in your heart. When you allow Jesus in your heart and you allow Jesus and you break down the walls that the enemy has put in there, you're going to allow the healer in your heart. When you you release control of all of your emotions and say, Lord, I need you to be in here because I'm doing things and saying things that I don't even like what I'm doing, then you're going to watch Jesus transform your heart. You've allowed him in. And really, the reality is that if you don't, don't bring him in as a guest, let him set up a house there. Don't just say, Lord, I just want to feel you on Sunday. No, he wants to live in there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, on and on and on. Why? God has decided that your heart is going to be where his temple is. That you are going to be the temple of the most high. And he has decided, the Bible says, according to Paul, that he is going to take up residence in your heart. And so you know what he does? Just like any custodian, just like any person, just like my wife, she sees dirt where I don't. I don't know how it's possible. I wasn't there a second ago, but it was when she looked that way. Some of you men know what I'm talking about. Romans 8.27 says this. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The number one thing God is doing on you right now is searching your heart. He is looking deep. Are your motives pure in your heart? Sometimes our motives are not pure not because we are some kind of evil person but because we've been wounded by the things of the world and we're listening to the lie that somebody else told us. And then there are and so but then we as wounded people are giving advice to other wounded people. And Jesus says, "Well, let's deal with this big thing first. And then we can deal with that." Listen to me this morning as I conclude heart is a glorious place because that's where God wants to live. Your heart is where he's going to take up residence for the remaining part of your life that in the moment, in the middle of the night, you can call on him and you can hear his cry. I mean, he he will hear your cry and you can hear his voice. You will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's beside you because he'll speak to your heart. He'll speak to your soul. Why is it that people speak in tongues? Because the Holy Spirit has baptized their heart. Taking control of their mouth. Taking control of what's coming out. God is looking at your heart today. Is your heart well this morning? Is your heart well? Listen, the enemy can, whether you're saved or not, the enemy will hit you in the heart. That's where he's going after. So before you make a decision, Before you you do, before you do anything that you that you want to, that's going to make a lasting impact in your life. What's that old song say? How about your heart? How about your heart, my friend? Is your heart well? Is your heart right with God? Is your heart pure? Is are are you dealing with pain? Are you dealing with these things? Then hear me this morning. Go to Jesus talk to Him. Ask Him to heal you. He has told us in the Gospel of Luke chapter 4 He has come to heal the broken hearted. So this morning in the presence of all those around us today will you trust God? Will you trust the Lord? He has a plan for you. He has purpose for you. He has design for you. If you will trust Him He will change you, and He will heal you. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.